Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. God's presence is very rich in here tonight. I want you to grab your Bibles, if you will. I want you to go to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians, and we're, we're going to move along. Cody, can you just stay a few more, a few more minutes? And Don't you appreciate our worship team? My goodness. Hallelujah. I um, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some things I don't normally do in my preaching or in my teaching, um, but I felt compelled to do something very specifically tonight. So I don't want any of you scratching your heads like, what, what, where's he going with all that? What, what, why is he reading all that? Just stay with me. Would you just trust me tonight? All right, this isn't my first week preaching, so just, just stay with me. Would you do that? Ephesians chapter 6, I'm beginning to read in, in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, and let's say sisters too. Can we do that? And sisters. Though they banned that in Congress of saying the word brother or sisters or mom or dad or cousins. Let's just go ahead and say it because it's just the word of God. How about we just do that? Finally, my brethren and my sisters... Be strong in the Lord. Give me an amen tonight, would you? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Father, tonight we thank you for the power of your word. May your anointing be sweet, but may it be powerful. May there be illumination from the Holy Spirit tonight. Give us eyes to see, open the eyes of our heart to perceive and see with clarity. Let revelation, let divine intelligence drop into this place by the Holy Spirit showing us things to come, giving us a spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, spirit of wisdom in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it, Father. We thank you that in this crucible hour, Father God, you are warring to save America. You are exposing, hallelujah, you are exposing and you are rooting through the belly of the beast even now. You will deliver us from evil. Lord, these days are so dark. But the light of your face is dawning upon America. I thank you, Father. We thank you for loosing your archangel, Michael, 
to fight and war over the United States and loosing your angel armies, Lord, to do your warfare because you are the Savior of America. Your ecclesia has cried out day and night, night and day, filling the bowls. Oh, Father, now answer by fire, lightning, power, voices, thunder. You shall save this nation because it is your inheritance, Lord. America shall be saved. America shall be saved. This land is in covenant with you, Father. We thank you tonight. We will be ready to stand in the day of evil, conquering, conquering. I want you to just declare it. It's the hour of victory. It's the hour of triumph. Say it again. It's the hour of victory. It's the hour of triumph. And we're going to take all the spoils. Say it. Say it. The lion's share is ours. Come on. Lift up a shout of praise. Come on. Come on. Put on the full armor of God. Put it on. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all, to stand. To stand. Today is a very special day in the United States of America. I hope every one of you know what today is. It is National Religious Freedom Day. National Religious freedom. Again, we don't take it for granted. Folks, people gathering in China for church can't do what we just did, the clapping of the hands, lest they be found out. We don't take it for granted. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is time for us to stand up boldly in this hour to stand for political freedom, moral freedom, religious freedom, every right of every American here in the United States. And may we never, ever give it over to people who attempt to take this religious freedom away. Now, I'm going to read you something. This is from President Donald John Trump tonight. These are his words. And this was a proclamation that he wrote and he released yesterday. <clears throat> and before I, I read these, these words, these powerful words, how many of you know there's a lot of censoring going on? And um, let me tell you a little bit about history. A lot of ministers before the... American Revolutionary War and after. Pastors didn't have emails sent to them by whitehouse.gov to let us know what was going on. How many of you understand that? There was nobody was tweeting, nobody was Facebooking, nobody was sending emails. Proclamations of freedom 
were coming by horseback. These riders would ride throughout the 13 colonies. They would ride throughout the country. And they were delivered especially to ministers. When ministers would, thank you, when ministers would stand up, not only would they bring the word of the Lord, the message of the Lord for the, excuse me, for the hour, they would bring the proclamations and the decrees of freedom and liberty and what the laws were, what was happening in our country. People would gather in a meeting like this in the church to hear and get updates of our freedom and our liberty and the expansion of our government. So this is not odd what I'm about to do. We've talked a lot about over the last, well, our church is three years old, over the last three years, we've talked about the Black Robe Regiment, about the preachers that went on to actually lay down their pulpit for a season and time to go and fight with General George Washington to secure the victory over the British. But it was, it was, this was part of our culture, ladies and gentlemen. That's what, I want you to hear this because I don't want you to think what I'm doing is odd. He's being censored. He's being censored everywhere. We might as well say what he's saying in the church. This is what he wrote. This is about Religious Freedom Day, the proclamation for 2021. Faith inspires hope. Deeply embedded in the heart and the soul of our nation... This transcendent truth has compelled men and women of uncompromising conscience to give glory to God by worshiping openly and privately, lifting up themselves and others in prayer. On Religious Freedom Day, we pledge to always protect and cherish the fundamental human right. When the pilgrims first crossed the Atlantic Ocean, more than 400 years ago, in pursuit of religious freedom. Their dedication to this first freedom shaped the character and the purpose of our nation. Later, with the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, their deep desire to practice their religion unfettered from religion, or excuse me, from government's intrusion was realized. Since then, the United States has set an example for the world in permitting believers to live out their faith in freedom. Isn't that awesome? Over the past four years, my administration, again, President Trump's words, my administration has worked tirelessly, and this is the truth, worked tirelessly to honor the vision of our founders and defend our proud history of religious liberty. From day one, we have taken action to restore the fundamental link between faith and freedom and promote a culture of religious liberty. My administration has protected the rights of individual religious believers, communities of faith, the faith-based organizations, we have defended the religious liberty domestically and around the world. 
just before, it was this time uh, last year. I was, uh, in fact, my wife and I, this time last year, we were in Washington, D.C. to hear people that came in from all around the world. Do you remember the guys from India that began to talk, Brent? And as soon as they started talking, we started weeping, weeping. People had come in from all around the world to share about how religious liberty was under such conflict, such attack everywhere. We got to hear that hearing. Soon after that, we flew home. Actually, today, a year ago today, I met Mike Pence and got to speak with him for the very first time. Lots happen in a year. For example, I signed the executive order promoting free speech, religious liberty, to ensure that faith-based organizations would not be forced to compromise their religious beliefs as they serve out the serve out in their communities. Say amen to that. This includes defending the rights. I have to sit down, folks. Sorry. Defending the rights of religious orders to care for the infirmed and elderly without being fined uh, out of existence for refusing to facilitate access to service that violate their faith. We have also protected health care providers' rights not to be forced to perform procedures that violate their most deeply held convictions. <laughs> Additionally, we have ended the misguided policies of denying access to educational funding to historically black colleges and universities because of their religious character of denying loan forgiveness to those who perform public services at religious organizations. Throughout, throughout this difficult year, we have continued these efforts, cutting the red tape to ensure houses of worship and other faith-based organizations could receive paycheck protection, program loans on the same grounds in which the same perimeters as of any other entity. And by the way, just so you guys know, many have asked us when, when that time came last year, did we receive money from the government? We did not. We didn't even inquire of it. And those of you that don't know that, you need to know that tonight. And I'm glad we didn't, actually. I'm glad we didn't. We have aggressively defended faith communities against overreach. Whoa, help me, Lord against overreach by state and local governments that have tried to shut down communal worship. You know, that's going on right now. Think how many churches are closed right now. It's a tragedy. Together we have honored the sanctity of every life, protected the rights of Americans to follow their conscience, and preserved the historical tradition of religious freedom in our country. While Americans enjoy the blessing of religious liberty, we must never forget others around the world who have been denied this unalienable right. Sadly, sadly, millions of people across the, the globe are persecuted and discriminated against for their faith. My administration has held foreign governments accountable for this trampling. In many cage, cases, egregiously so on religious liberty. In 2019, 
to shed light on the important issue. I welcomed survivors. Listen, I welcomed survivors of religious persecution from 16 countries into the Oval Office, including uh, Christians, Jews, Muslims, and made history by standing before the United Nations General Assembly and calling on all nations in the world to stop persecuting people of faith. I remember that amazing speech that our president thundered in the U.N., The United States will never waver in these efforts to expand religious liberty around the world and call on all nations to respect the rights of its citizens and live according to their beliefs and their conscience. Our religious freedom, our religious freedom, we honor this vision of our founding fathers for a nation made strong and righteous by a people free to exercise their faith and follow their conscience. As Americans united in unparalleled freedom, that's right, unparalleled freedom, we recommit the safeguarding and the preserving of religious freedom across our land and around the world. And now, therefore, I, Donald John Trump, President of the United States, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim January 16th, that's today, 2021, as Religious Freedom Day, I call on all Americans to com commemorate this day with events Activities that remind us of our shared heritage of religious liberty and that, and, and that teach us how to secure this blessing both at home and around the world. In the witness thereof, I hereunto set my hand this 15th day of January in the year of our Lord, 2021, and the independence of the United States of America the 225th, in Jesus' name. Isn't that awesome? Come on, give the Lord praise. Thank you, Lord. I read that tonight with honor. Thank you, President Trump. Amen? Thank you, President Trump. I... Uh, I brought a few things with me tonight, and um, after what we've just read, here's a stark contrast to what we just read. I won't spend a lot of time on all of it, but these are congressmen from the state of Illinois, my home state, my birth state, congressmen that have written their leader, Joe Biden, and have demanded, actually, that they take the mantle back on religious liberty for the United States of America. There's a lot of gross things right in here. I've not tampered with them. It is what it is. Some of them are just so inappropriate, I don't even think I'm going to read them tonight. But this group of congressmen, these Democratic congressmen, wrote this letter, they're wanting legislation, 
They're going to Joe Biden. They're demanding some of these things as the following. To eliminate, eliminate, eliminate government support for all crisis pregnancy centers and all abstinent-only education programs in our schools. Deny free speech and religious liberty to protect Americans based on their religious beliefs. Incentivize states to strip parents of all non-medical exemptions to mandatory vaccinations for their children in schools and daycare centers. Removing God we trust from our U.S. currency. Repeal the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Rescind and replace the Trump DOJ federal protections for religious liberties. Appoint an attorney general who will support governors whose emergency COVID-19 execute orders restricts gatherings on houses of worship. Reverse the Trump administration policies that have allowed faith-based government-funded contractors to provide adoption and foster care services and work with Congress to pass Every Child Deserves a Family Act. This is the last one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read. Fully and robustly fund comprehensive sex education, which to the leftists mean encouraging elementary and middle school-aged children to declare themselves as one of the dozen of made-up non-biological gender identities and learn how to engage in various deviant forms of sex. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan under our feet. That's a bunch of garbage. Two days ago, I was watching Fox News. I don't recommend it. I was watching Fox News as um, a congressman, Harold Ford Jr. Harold Ford Jr., former congressman of the great state of Tennessee. Man, when I think of Tennessee, I have joy in my mind. Beautiful rolling hills, horses, camping, family vacations, all kinds of stuff. Grand. You know what I'm talking about? But I watched, I watched this former congressman being interviewed. He was standing. They were interviewing him from Fox News directly to his house. He's standing in his living room in front of his fireplace. And above his fireplace is a large picture of the Chinese communist dictator Mao. You can't even hide it. There's Chairman Mao who decimated and killed millions, millions of people, a Marxist communist. I wonder why they're doing that. Maybe I, here's what I don't understand. Why in the world do so many Democrats love Mao? You do the math. Tell me when you figure it out. It's amazing. Are they setting up their own revolutionary coup and takeover in this country? Sure they are. Do I think they're going to prevail? Not on your life. 
no way, not on our watch. My wife said to me boldly today, they've just revealed their, they just continue to reveal and reveal and reveal their hearts. But all the while, God's going to awaken our nation fully to see who they are and what they are. And we're marching forward into victory. I want to tell you plainly tonight, folks, someone is out to steal our inheritance. Just give me a few minutes tonight. I gotta... I'm doing everything I can to preach strong tonight. I like to preach strong. Someone is out to steal our inheritance. And I want to know, what are we going to do about it? That's what I really want to know. I want us to really contemplate this, think deeply about it. You're not just hearing some sermon. If this is your church, you know that. I'm a messenger from the Lord. I bring messages. I don't bring sermons. I want to tell you, plainly, plainly, someone is out to steal our inheritance. What are we going to do about it? And we've been having good church for decades, and our church and our nation was flushed down the toilet. We've been having great church for a long time, even revival meetings, great meetings, fire tunnels, renewal, prophecy. It's been all grand all the while. The devil was discipling America. Our founding fathers warned us about these type of people. He called them wolves. You go back in our historical documents. They called them wolves. That they would try to devour the sacred pillars of our Constitution. There is an antichrist spirit that's abundantly clear throughout all the nations of the earth right now that is pillaging nations. You know the devil's licking his chops to take America out of the way. That Really, I'm telling you, if he can get America, you just think what would happen in 48 hours to Israel. Think about that. That's sobering. This nation belongs to the Lord. God's going to ask you to do courageous things. You. You. God's going to, listen, it's great. It's great. We come to church. We celebrate. We praise the Lord. This has been awesome tonight. I love every bit of it. I'm called to the church mountain. I'm not called only to the church mountain, but I'm called to the church mountain. And I love this. I revel in it. I get high on it. I love when people walk into the prayer room and I see their faces. It excites me. I love to get together with the people of God and get praying. When we get worshiping in here, it's exhilarating. I love it. There's some nights I don't even want to preach. I just want to worship all night. All night long, all night. Sorry. So we're back in the message. But beyond. <laughs> Thank you, Lionel Richie. Okay, so we're moving on. There are things that God is going to call us to do outside of these walls that are going to demand great boldness and courage. 
And we're going to have to suck it up and get over ourselves. And get over all, the, all of our complexities of what we think we're not. And start looking at Christ in us, the hope of glory. And realize the power and the strength of the Spirit of God that is within us that we have the power to transform the United States of America in this most critical hour. Prophets that are not going to back down. Prophets that are not going to back down and apologize for the word of the Lord. Prophets that are going to go right into the government mountain and say, God's not pleased with you and you're done. You got Bible for that, Brian? I'm glad you asked because we're going there tonight. We're going there, and I'm coming strong. I heard you, whoever that was back there. You better be. 1 Peter 5.8. 1 Peter 5.8. Those of you on live stream, use those Bibles. I can't hear your pages turning. Come on. The Apostle Peter writes these words, very familiar words, but we need to look at them again. He said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. You see, folks, the enemy is on a seek and destroy mission. He's got an appetite to kill. Hear this. The enemy, the deceiver, the liar, the masquerader, he's got an appetite to kill. He's got an appetite to steal our inheritance. We're not going to let him. Be vigilant. Be sober. Look at these words. Be sober. Be vigilant. What does that mean? It means be alert. It means be discerning. It means be watchful. That's why you have to put on the full armor of God so you can stand in this evil day. We are in a war. Hear me tonight. Hear the Holy Spirit. Hear me. We are in a war right now for the very freedom of America. Freedom that was sacrificially given to us through the courage of our brave pioneers sacrificially gave their lives, pledged their sacred honor, all that they were to chart the course of America, handed us this extraordinary gift called America. It's such a gift. It's such a gift to wake up under the skies of Florida. It's such a gift to wake up under the skies of the United States of America, to drive through our beautiful cities, see our beautiful people. We love to travel. We all love to go on vacations. There's nothing like going on vacation, taking a road trip, finding some little breakfast nook, going in there and being a nobody, having a ball cap on and seeing everybody and 
they're in there ordering their eggs and their grits and doing their thing. I just love to take it all in and just watch people stirring it up. We live in a remarkable country. Such beautiful people. Such giving people in this country. Our veterans, oh my gosh. Our veterans, the beautiful war heroes of our country. We are so blessed. We have been given an extraordinary treasure of God. It is our inheritance. Here's what we must hear. We were given this inheritance, but we must keep it. And we must protect it. There are such vile people who are driven by demons. They are obsessed with power. And they won't quit. That's why they need to be stopped. They won't quit. They're driven by demons. That's right. I'm on the record saying it. They can check my files, go through back all through my preaching. I'm not mincing words. They're driven by demons. I want you to go to 1 Kings chapter 21. 1 Kings 21. There is a spirit, one of these spirits that we are really up against even now, and it's the Jezebel spirit. We are seeing the prevailing or, or the, the identification at large of the Antichrist spirit in the earth right now. But one of the spirits intertwined in that thing is the Jezebel spirit. It's one of the leading spirits, actually, that's leading this group right now that's turning. It's just bringing all hell into our country. And they've been doing it for decades. They've been loosing hell into our country. And all the while, Christians have been saying, hey, just stay out of politics. That's not where God wants us. That's worked really well for us, hasn't it? The spirit is a spirit that is a hater of God, all things godly, all things holy. Understand, it doesn't just masquerade in the church mountain, ladies and gentlemen. It masquerades in all the mountains, the media mountain. The arts, are you hearing me? Especially though government. The Jezebel spirit is a worshiper of Baal. It's immoral. It's an immoral spirit. It's a very seductive, cunning, masquerading spirit. It's a manipulator. It's a controlling spirit. It's vicious. And it's not going to stop until it gets what it wants. You understand that? If Jezebel doesn't get full control, it'll do everything it can to destroy the people in its way to get what it wants. I sat in a room three rows behind Brett Kavanaugh during the Supreme Court. You all know that. I watched Kamala Harris. Boy, she's packing critters. She ain't walking alone. 
Do y'all y'all have the interpretation for that? She ain't walking alone, brother. She's packing critters. And I'm not talking about little Pee Wee Herman devils. I'm talking she's packing critters. I sat behind Brett Kavanaugh. I looked right at her. I watched it coming out of her. I watched it coming out of some of their community all around that room. I watched it. I remember on break, one of the senators texted our head intercessor and said, tell Brian to stay in the room. Tell him, do not leave that room. Stay in that room and keep the room. Keep the atmosphere. I love that. I love that. Keep the room. You tell Brian, keep that room. Keep the atmosphere. Glory to God. That was awesome. I'm going to read you a scripture. I'm going to take some time on this. I want you to, we're going to read a story about Naboth. And if you're unfamiliar with Naboth, you won't be by the time we're done. But this may be review for us. But don't be familiar with it. Take it afresh. Eat this afresh tonight. Will you do that? Eat it afresh. Watch this. Verse 1. Verse 1. Y'all with me live stream out there, those of you? You with me? Okay, yeah, I think I heard you. It came to pass after these things that Naboth, the Jezreelite, he had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel. It was next to the palace of Ahab. Now, who, now who is Ahab? He's the king of Israel, and who's his wife? Jezebel. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Had a vineyard which was in Jezreel next to the palace of Ahab, the king of Syria, or uh, uh, Samaria, Samaria. So Ahab spoke with Naboth, saying, give me your vineyard that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is near and it's next to my house, and for it will give you, for it, I will give you a vineyard even better than that. Or if it seems good to you, I'll give you what it's worth in money. Watch this response. But Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers to you. Are you hearing this? The Lord, we're not romanticizing some historical story. I'm preaching to you prophetically. Watch his response. The Lord forbid that I should give the inheritance of my fathers to you. So Ahab, he went in his house and sullen and displeased because the word which Naboth, the Jezreelite, had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down on his bed and turned his face, turned away his face, and he, he ate no food. That, that just means he was pouting. He wasn't fasting, folks. He was pouting. But Jezebel's wife, she came to him and she said, uh, why is your spirit swollen, baby, that you've had no food? He said to her, because I spoke to Naboth, the Jezreelite. I said to him, give me your vineyard for money, or else if it pleases you, I'll give you another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give you my vineyard. Watch Jezebel's response. Jezebel's wife said, you now exercise authority over Israel. Arise and eat, 
and let your heart be cheerful, I will give you the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. Put on your big boy pants, smile, have some pancakes. I don't care what this guy says. I'll take his inheritance from him. Are you tracking with me? Come on, are you with me tonight? She wrote a letter. This is interesting. Here we go. You watch, watch this. She wrote letters in Ahab's name, sealed it with a seal, sent the letters to the elders and the nobles who were dwelling in the city with Naboth. She wrote in the letters saying, proclaim a fast. Whoa. She's like, not only am I going to steal, kill, and destroy, I'm going to be all religious while I do it. I'm going to just roll that religious spirit right up in my sinister plan. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Proclaim a fast. Ooh. Seat of Naboth with high honor among the people. And then seat two men, scoundrels, before him to bear witness against him, saying, you have blasphemed God and the king, and then take him out and stone him that he may die. So the men of the city and the elders and the nobles who were inhabitants of the city did as Jezebel had sent to them. As it was written in the letters which she had sent to them. They proclaimed a fast, seated Naboth, with high honor among the people. And that's something. Concocting a plan. Sat him in high honor. The two men, the scoundrels, they came in. They sat before them. And the scoundrels witnessed against him, against Naboth, in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth has blasphemed God and the king. That's called bearing false witness. That's called bearing false witness. That's something God says he hates. That's something God says it's an abomination unto him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And then they took him outside the city and they stoned him with stones so that he died. Then they sent to Jezebel saying, Naboth has been stoned and is dead. And it came to pass... When Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite, which refused you for money, for Naboth is not alive but dead. And so it was when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead that Ahab got up and went down to take possession of the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. Now, don't you dare miss this next part because God was furious at this act that she did. He was so furious that he aroused a prophet. He was so furious over this act of Jezebel, he stirred up and aroused a true prophet of God to go and prophesy Ahab and Jezebel's destruction. Watch this. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Where was Elijah? He's nowhere around this. Why should it concern him? Because it concerned God. I, I thought prophets in the church were supposed to just leave government officials alone. 
thought we were just supposed to stay out of that arena. I thought shepherds were just supposed to be good old boys. Stay in their pulpit and feed the sheep. Just be good old boys. I'm telling you, we're coming into an hour where real words of God are going to be released to the enemies of God, the God mockers of God, the God haters of God. We're going to see some mighty power put on display. Biblical power. Biblical power. This isn't hype. This isn't adrenaline. This isn't a gimmick. This isn't for people to clap. This isn't for people to amen it. I know it right here. I know it right here. People can just say, I I don't believe that. That's fine. I'm going with or without you. That's fine. I'm telling you, we're coming into an hour of divine confrontation. I've been telling you this for years. I've written books about it. We're coming into an hour of divine confrontation where true apostolic prophetic ministry is going to be put on display. Are we good back there? Are we still rolling? There was a man during the Jesus movement. His name was Holy Hubert. He preached all over this country. Hubert. They nicknamed him Holy Hubert. He was a man on fire, and his primary pulpit was college campuses. He was preaching on a campus in the great state of Kentucky. He would always bring this box, this large box with him, and he would get up on top of that box, and he would start preaching open-air meetings. Hear this. You ready, Shane, to run around this room? I saw you take a lap a couple months ago. I think you're dude. You got tennis shoes on? Praise God. Praise God. (laughs) Holy Hubert was in the middle of this courtyard at this college, this university. He was preaching. He took a break in the afternoon. This is a true story. He took a break, got some lunch, did his thing, came back, refreshed, started going. He was going to go again. When he came out into the courtyard, there was a young hippie. Standing up on his box, mocking him, mocking him, just chanting Holy Hubert. And he said, you're not going to get up on this box, preacher man, and preach another message on this university. You're hitting the road. You're out of here. And he said, son, you better get off that box right now because I'm going to get up there and preach. He said, no, I'm not getting off this box, and you're not going to preach. He said, son. I'm telling you, you don't want to do this. You better get off of that box right now. And that young man said, I'd rather die than hear you preach again, preacher. And Holy Hubert stuck out his hand and he said, then die. And the man, the young man fell over dead. That's a true story. Do your revival research. Look him up, Holy Hubert. It'll blow your mind. We're coming into a time where the fury of God, the fury of God is going to be released. And it's going to be released through his true messengers. God always uses a man. He uses a woman. That's who God moves through. Agents of change to shake a nation. Transform a nation. 
Call a nation to return unto him. When I watched Jonathan Kahn not long ago on our great Washington Mall thundering the word of the Lord, it reminded me literally of the prophet Jeremiah crying out to this nation to repent and return to the Lord. We're coming into a divine confrontation, folks. This is our greatest hour. All right, back to the word. The word of the Lord came to Elijah. The Tishbite saying, Arise, go down and meet Ahab, king of Israel, who lives in Samaria. I'm in verse 18. There he is in the vineyard of Naboth, where he's gone down to take possession of it. You shall speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord, You have murdered and also taken possession. Are you tracking with me the parallel of this story tonight? I think you are. You've murdered. You've taken possession. And you're going to speak to him, and you're going to tell him, thus says the Lord. Why did prophets have to do that, thus says the Lord? You know, today we don't have to say, thus saith the Lord, when we're prophesying. In that day, there were all kinds of false gods everywhere and in, in, throughout Israel, and they false demonic-inspired prophets would get up and say, thus says Baal. Do you understand? So he was just saying, thus says the Lord, thus says Yahweh. Are you tracking with me? He says, you're going to tell him, thus says the Lord, in the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, dug, dogs will lick your blood, even yours. So Ahab said to Elijah, wow, have you found me, O my enemy? And he answered, I have found you because you have sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. I have found you because you sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Folks, I'm going to tell you this plainly. I believe those that are corrupt in this nation, they have every reason to be afraid right now. I'm not talking about being afraid of freedom fighters. Or those scary Trumpsters. <laughs> Man, they'll burn down cities. You know their, their pedigree. You know their portfolio. They're dangerous. They better be very afraid for the terror of God. The terror of God. We're coming into a dangerous hour. Behold, I will bring calamity on you. I will take away your prosperity and will cut off from Ahab, every male in Israel, both bond and free. I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Basha, the son of Abijah. 
because of the provocation with which you provoked me to anger. The, the prophet's not mad. The prophet's not, he didn't have a bad night's sleep. God is furious. God, God is angry. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, you provoked me to anger, and you made Israel sin. And concerning Jezebel, the Lord also spoke, saying, The dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. The dogs will eat whoever belongs to Ahab and dies in the city, and the birds of the air shall eat whoever dies in the field. But there was no one like Ahab who sold himself to do wickedness in the sight of the Lord. Isn't that an amazing statement? There was no one like Ahab who sold himself to wickedness in the sight of the Lord because Jezebel, his wife, stirred him up. And he behaved very abominably in following idols according to all that the Amorites had done, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. Verse 27, so it was, when Ahab heard these words, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth on his, bo on his body, and he fasted. Now he's not pouting, he's fasting, and he lay in sackcloth and went about mourning. Now if you know the story, you know what happens. Ahab repents and God accepts it. Isn't that amazing? God is so gracious God is so gracious, long-suffering, patient, forbearing. God says, okay, Ahab, I won't kill you. But as for Jezebel, she actually met her doom. She was thrown down out of the house tower along the walls, and the dogs ate her and licked up her blood, just as Elijah said would happen. Now, I'm just about done. I'm leaving third base, and I'm going to slide into home. And you're probably like, thank God, man, you're going. The spirit of Jezebel is determined to take America as an inheritance from us, from our fathers. Our founding fathers, our patriots, our patriots that founded this great, incredible gift and dream. They fled from Britain for religious freedom. We're standing in a very historic, sacred day right now with this proclamation from our president, too. Think about this. 2020, 2021. I've got to get in the right year. The spirit of Jezebel will do anything that it can. Listen, folks. Jeze when I say the spirit of Jezebel, I'm not talking about a person. Jezebel's been long dead. I'm talking about a spirit. Jesus mentions this spirit in the book of Revelation. I'm going to have you look at it in just a second. Jezebel will use anything she, she can to succeed. She will use defamation. Do you know what defamation is? Defamation is creating a dark cloud of false witness about someone that is not true. It's what we just read about Naboth. She put defamation on him. He cursed God. And he cursed the king. He should be taken out in stone. False witness. Defamation. The spirit of Jezebel will use defamation any way that she can to take out someone she's intimidated or afraid of. It's a spirit, folks. It's not a person. 
It's a spirit that gets on and in people. They get demonized by it. They'll use deception. They'll use sexual sins. They'll use immorality. Especially, they'll use child sacrifice to empower that demon spirit. That's exactly what they were doing in Israel. They were feeding their little born babies. They were having abortion. They were having abortions in Israel, feeding their babies into the fire, into the belly of the false god, Moloch. Devastating. They'll use murder. The spirit will use murder. In the book of Revelation, I want you to look at it. Revelation 20, excuse me, 2, verse 20. Jesus rebukes the church in Thyatira for tolerating the spirit of Jezebel. Now, that, this is interesting. Now, you know all of these seven churches that Jesus writes to in the province of Asia. He, then he, then he, what happens is, is that when you unfold the book of Revelation, it becomes a terrain, a prophetic terrain for us of the end of the age, what is going to be unfolding inside the church itself. And one of the spirits that the church will be up against is the spirit of Jezebel. Now, Jesus rebukes them in verse 20. He rebukes this church in Thyatira for tolerating the spirit of Jezebel. Do you all see that? Tolerating. My friend Dutch Sheets, he brought this out in his Give Him 15 this week. The Greek word translated for tolerate, if you're taking notes, you need to write this down. The Greek word translate, it doesn't mean partner with. It, it doesn't even mean to uh, excuse the activities of. It actually means tolerate, it actually means, get this, leave it alone. Are you hearing this? Leave it alone. That's actually what many people have done with the 2020 election. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Jesus rebukes. Man, are you hearing this tonight? It's exactly what's going on. Leave it alone. Don't go there. Hey, don't you go there, good Christian. God's not going to put more gold stars on his fridge for you. Don't you go in that arena. I've been told that by so many ministries. Don't, don't talk about abortion in our pulpit. Don't you talk about LGBTQ in our pulpit. Those are political issues. No, they're not. They're biblical issues. And God's got his eyes right on them. He said, don't tolerate, don't tolerate Jezebel. He's saying, don't leave this alone. Deal with it. I'm going to tell you as plainly as I can, you better deal with the devil. You better learn how to deal with the devil. Listen, you better learn how to deal with the devil. I've met a lot, I've met a lot of guys in ministry. They've got incredible offices. They got their own little coffee machines. They got it going on. They got business cards. They've, they've got it going on. But they've never cast out a devil. 
They got an office. But I'll tell you what, you let a demon manifest in those meetings they're in, they'll take their ordination papers and stuff them way down their pocket. They don't want anybody to know, hey, I'm, not, I'm not in the ministry. Oh, I'm not going to touch that. I'm leaving that alone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't leave the devil alone, folks. Folks, the church has been leaving the devil alone. He's been destroying and pillaging everything in America. And we wonder. It's like we're, we're finally starting to wake up. Oh, Jesus did mean it when he said, I've given you all authority over all the powers of the devil. Oh, he actually did commission us to go and destroy all the works of the devil. For this purpose, Jesus was manifested in the earth that he might destroy the works of the devil. You and I are commissioned. You and I are commissioned to enforce the victory. So you can stand in the day of evil. You don't have to be intimidated. Our children are adults. But Brent and I raised our children teaching them you never have to be afraid of the devil. Ever. Not one day in your life. You have authority over him. You've got to exercise and execute your authority over his tactics, his fear, his delusions, everything. You got to take authority over it. You got to use the power of the name of Jesus. It's what we've got to be doing in this hour. How you like that, Nancy Pelosi? Foul Jezebel. We can't put our head in the sand and leave it alone, folks. We cannot put our head in the sand and leave stuff alone any longer. You can't be afraid to leave the church and start really talking. You can't be afraid to stand up. Wherever you're at, stand up and be bold. I'm not talking about mowing people down. I'm talking about using discernment and wisdom. But then, after you've listened, after you've been kind... After you've really listened, you've been present in the moment, then you open your mouth and you start speaking the word of the Lord. And watch what happens. You'll take the room. You'll take the atmosphere. And if need be, you'll be able to deal with the devil when they start manifesting. Because it's coming. It's coming. I'd love to get in the room with some of these devils because I'd just start talking. You know what would happen? They'd start manifesting. I'd say, hey, CNN, catch that. How do you like that? Who do you think's talking out of that? We were in Salt Lake City. Josiah was six months old. We were heading to California to go preach in a bunch of churches. We were heading there. We were going to preach seven weeks, seven weeks all over San Francisco area and up in Redding. 
I remember having to run out to our our trailer and all of our stuff that we had packed on the road and our forerunner and I was just getting baby stuff and everything into the hotel for Bren and it was cold that night, fresh snow, man, man, listen to me, man. I ran out, I grabbed the stuff, I ran back in the hotel with our stuff, I went, in, I went into the, the elevator and there was this young man standing opposite wall and I was about to click and go up. So I looked at him, hey, hey, hey how you doing? Asked him his room number, so on and so forth. And I looked over at him really good, just looked right at him. And he looked at me right in the eyes. And he did a body scan of me, a real queer body scan of me, and put off his aroma, his skunk smell. And I said, you do that again to me, and I'm going to cast every devil out of you right here and now. It looked like a hand took him and threw him up against that elevator wall. He was terrified. You got to deal with the devil. You got to deal with the devil. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You got to deal with the devil. And it's time that the church starts dealing with the devil. Yeah, I'm serious. It's time the church. Listen, we have some amazing men and women of God in Washington, D.C. that have been faithful, loyal patriots in this hour. And God bless them. Amen. Come on. God bless them. But I'll tell you, it is the hour to call evil out. Call it what it is. Don't let it cower and hide any longer. Say no, thus far and no more. Now I'm going to close with these words. These are the words of President Ronald Reagan. Praise God for Ronald Reagan. Put your Bibles aside tonight. Cody, just stay with your wife. Words of Ronald Reagan. And these may be familiar words to you, and they probably are. Freedom is never more than one generation from extinction. Freedom is never more, isn't that powerful, than one generation from extinction. That's so sobering. We didn't pass, he's talking about freedom, we didn't pass it to our children in our bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, handed on to them to do the same, or one day. We will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was like in the United States of America when men were free. Church of His presence, victory, victory, church of His presence. This is the hour to be very bold.
It's the hour to be courageous. It's the hour to partner with the Holy Spirit and move as he directs you. And above all, to protect our inheritance. Protect our inheritance. There is someone who is trying to steal our inheritance. What will you do about it? What will you do about it? Not me, you. We're in a 21-day fast. I'm two weeks deep. I can barely stand up right now. I'm, I'm not kidding. I can barely stand up. I'm exhausted. But I'm going to tell you, I'm asking God, God, what do you require of Brian? What do you want me to do in this season of my life? What do you want me to do in this season of my life to be most effective for your kingdom to come in America? I pray you will pray that. I pray you will pray that. I pray that you would say, God, use me to become an effective agent of change to transform our nation back to God, to return to God. Don't limit what God can do through you. My dear friends, do not limit. Don't talk yourself out of stuff. Don't, don't tell yourself you're locked away into the prison of a box of a personality. And I'm only this way. And I, Brian, I, I just, I, I can't speak. I, I'm not charismatic like you. And, and I'm not, stop that. Stop that. I was the young man who was graduating from high school who lied to my pastor so I wouldn't have to preach. Oh, something's wrong with my stomach. I was terrified to get up in front of people. Terrified. A lot of years have went by since then, 30 years. God can do whatever he wants through you if you'll make yourself available. And you will trust him and use your faith. Use your faith. Use your faith. Get aggressive. Maybe you need to write that down. I better get aggressive with my faith in 2021. I better get aggressive with my faith in 2021. I better not put up with any garbage from the devil. I'm drawing my boundaries. He's not coming in. I'm on the offensive. He's on the defensive. I'm going forward. I'm taking spiritual territory. I'm taking territory. I'm taking neighborhoods. I'm taking cities. I'm taking regions. I'm taking nations for God in 2021. You should pray it. Get aggressive. feel this preaching tonight, folks. It's like fire in my bones. My body is melting like butter. <laughs> ask God big and ask God small. 
Don't be afraid to ask God small and big. Just ask. I want you to bow your heads tonight. We're going to close. If you're in this room again tonight, you need to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. Tonight's your night. I'm telling you, tonight is your night. You need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I don't know everyone in this room, but if you're in this room and the sound of my voice, please, I implore you, Jesus loves you. He has written an everlasting love story over your life. If that's you and you're in this room and you would say, Brian, I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ right now. I'm making him the Lord of my life. If that's you, I want you to slip up your hand. If that's you in this room tonight, if that's you, if that's you, just slip up your hand. I'm giving my life to Christ tonight. Okay. Okay. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, I see that hand. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Those of you that have raised your hands right now, I want you to just pray this prayer. Lord, I give you my life. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior this night. Lord, tonight I turn away from the devil and all of his evil, and I submit myself to you. I make you my Lord and Master tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Yeah, bro. That's right. You too. That's right. Hallelujah. Put your hands out in front of you, church. Victory, just put your hands out to receive. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for tonight. Thank you that you are preparing us for more than we know. More than we know. Lord, help us to be aggressive in our faith this year. Lord, teach us how to host your presence even greater. Lord, we have a very special call in this region for your glory to sit here. For outpouring, for revival, transformation, Lord. God, how will you use us? What do you want to do? Show us, God. Show us, God. Talk to us in the place of prayer. Talk to us in the place of prayer, Lord. Let your will be done in our lives, Lord. Make us courageous. Make us bold. Make us sensitive to your spirit. You are a carrier of Christ, the hope of glory. The hope of our generation is within you. You're not deficient. You're not weak. You have Christ in you, the hope of glory. You have the healing power of God in you. You have the good word of his testimony in you. May it be like fire in your belly. May it be like fire in your belly. May it be like fire, fire, fire in your belly. Fire in your belly. May your eyes cry fresh tears for America. May God break us again for this generation. May we weep again. 
bless you, Victory. God bless you. God bless you in Jesus' name. God bless new friends that are in this room tonight. New friends, I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. When our media team, when our media team, hold on. Our media team puts this word out on Monday. I want you to take this word and I want you to share it with friends. I want you to share it with five friends. I mean it. Ten if you're generous. Share it with five friends. Take it. Share it on your social media. Share it on your Facebook. Share it on your parlor. Whatever you got to do. Go there. Share it. Send it in emails. Put this word before people, folks. It's needed. It ain't needed for my ego. It's needed. This word is needed. Share it with five friends. Tell them, I implore you, listen to this. It's going to strengthen you for this hour. Do it. Encourage them. People need strengthened in this hour. They need, they need emboldened by the word of the Lord. You've been fed this word tonight, guys. You've been fed this word. You've been fed this word. Take it. Share it. You know, once you hear something from God, you're responsible for it. Once you hear something from God, you are responsible for it. Nobody gets out of here exempt. Once you hear, once you sit under, listen, I'm not just talking about tonight. You sit under, listen, there's a lot of people sitting under a weak, pathetic word. And it's no wonder they're not even burdened. In their church, you're not even allowed to talk about the election. You're not even allowed. You're not even allowed to talk about anything. It has to be all the composition of watered-down Kool-Aid. Sick of it. I'm telling you what, I'm sick of it. We're finally going to see this day flush down the toilet in America. We have bought into a system that has done nothing but add to the problem. You said on our word like this. You're responsible for it. You got to carry a word. You know why I preach like this, man? I've I've sat I've sat under words of generals. And you know what happened to me? I realized I'm responsible to carry this word and thunder this word. I came under the the responsibility and the weight of the burden of that word and said, "There's no way I can keep this to myself." Are you hearing what I'm saying? You've got to be responsible for it. Can I talk to you this way? We're done. This will be edited out. Josiah, this will be cleaned up. <laughs> it's going to be all clean. Hear this. Guys, you sit under a word like that. You're responsible for it. 
Take it. Share it. Share it. Share the word. Tell people what God is saying in this hour. You tell them we're coming to the epic crescendo of a divine confrontation. It's going to be a showdown, baby. We're coming to Mount Carmel. I'm telling you, we are ascending Mount Carmel right now. Man, I could preach another hour if my body could handle it. It can't. We are ascending this mountain. You know, it's amazing. I mean, we're done. You put your Bible aside, but we're done. Listen, you know what's amazing to me? I got the mic, so I'm going to try to keep standing and use it. <laughs> Just lean on. Lean on me when you're not strong. Anyway, it's amazing to me that in the privacy of the house, what Ahab and Jezebel concocted up, God was speaking to a prophet and saying, I'm ticked, I'm furious, and you're going to go deal with it, and you're going to go tell them exactly what I tell you to tell them. I said it earlier, and I hope you heard it. If we would have had some weak, silly, dilly, stupid American preachers, they would have came up to Ahab and tapped him, don't you do that. I'm telling you, you're crossing the boundary there, sir. Hey, listen, you don't want to do that. That's not where God has called us. You be a good prophet, stay home, write your scrolls, seal them up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You be a good boy. Just behave yourself religiously. coming into a grand day. I want you to see yourself moving in the power of the Spirit. I want you to see yourself moving in the greatest anointing that's ever been on your life. In this season of your life. In this season of your life. The greatest anointing. You moving in the power of the Spirit. You. You healing the sick. You prophesying. You seeing miracles through your spoken word. You. You. Not Brian. You. You. Hallelujah. Well, two people gave their life to Christ tonight. Praise God. God is good. God is good. I want to meet you two young people before you leave tonight. Just come to the altar. Introduce yourself to me. I want to meet you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. God loves you. Loves you so much. Jesus loves you so much. God is so good. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to Victory. Come back next week. Bring a friend. Amen. Invite a friend. Tell them to come. If they can't come, tell them, jump on live stream. Just check it out. It's always better in person, obviously. But listen, we love you guys. Man, we love you. And um, I'm glad I could give that book away tonight. That will be a real blessing. Please read it. It will be a blessing to you. For those of you 
that would like to get my first book. It's back there on the book table. Tony's back there. He'll serve you tonight. He'll help you get unstoppable and unquenchable fire. Uh, it'd be a great book for you to have, really, in this hour. Listen, we love you, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.